I'm in the fields. My body's broke, my spirit is tired. I need relief. Your God ain't the one who's taking me higher. LA native Monique DeBose is an award winning playwright and jazz RB pop singer songwriter who has toured and entertained audiences throughout Europe, India, and Asia. Her third album, The Sovereign One, debuted at number two on iTunes jazz charts. I managed to catch up with Monique between shows to talk about The Sovereign One and her arc as a musician. I hope you find her as engaging and entertaining as I did. Monique, I've been listening to the Sovereign One album, which debuted, by the way, as number two on Apple Music and Jazz. Congratulations. Thank uh, you so much. Uh, it's a terrific album. But, you know, the song that I really want to talk about on there is Damaged Goods, which is uh, probably the most popular song on the album. And it seems like we're all damaged, really, right? If we live long enough, it's just a part of life, you know, the scars of life. But in your song, you seem to indicate that there's also a commonality or even a bonding that we share as a result of those scars. And in terms of being an artist, could you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think it's fascinating. Damaged Goods is really about acknowledging that we are all perfect, whole, and complete. That I have a belief that we are not broken I, I, it's a play on damaged goods because sometimes we think, oh, something's a damaged good. Let's throw it out. There's no more use for it. And what I'm speaking to is, yes, we may appear damaged or the things that we hold ourselves as damaged when we think of uh, things like uh, we don't fit in or we're to this or not enough of that. I'm saying in this song, we are so good exactly as we are with all of our imperfections. And I think uh, it relates to every human being and because everybody walks, everybody I've met, I should say, I haven't met all seven or 8 billion. I don't know what the number is up to yet, but everybody um, walks this earth with this idea that there's something about them that isn't exactly perfect or right. And I'm really claiming in this song your imperfections are perfect. Everything about you is exactly right. You use your ability to, to songwrite, and we're gonna talk about some of your other disciplines as well, to, to take an idea like that, and you probably approach it from different angles. This sounds like a theme that you've worked with uh, probably in, in many different expressions. Uh, is that true? That's 100% true. Inside <laughs> me, that little sassy part of me was like, you don't know me, Derek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, that has been um, a theme that I have been blessed to carry this lifetime. So, uh, yeah, this idea that something isn't right. And then I've always had that small voice inside that's saying, no, exactly as you are, there is good in everything that you are. So, yeah, it's a theme that runs across every discipline of creative expression that I do. Uh, the one woman show I wrote, it's in, yeah, it's in everything. And, and let's talk about some of those different expressions right now, because uh, in addition to a singer and a songwriter, you have many other different expressions as well. As I alluded just a second ago, I wrote a one woman show called Mulatto Math, summing up the race equation in America. And so what I did is I combined three... Uh, 
<laughs> three passions of mine, which are songwriting. There's original music in there, uh, playwriting, and then uh, uh, mathematics, funny enough. And I travel the journey of a woman who is mixed race. And I use her story as a story for the United States and our relationships around race and identity. And then I also am uh, a holistic voice coach. And what I do with people is I help people use their small voice, the, our, our actual speaking voice with a lowercase v, to express their um, big voice with a capital V in the world. Because a lot of people, like I said, walk around thinking that who they are are inherently not right. Now I, I'm thinking kind of um, chicken and egg sort, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. In that, I mean, obviously, you have a, a passion around, you know, these themes that you're talking about. And you're also very artistic, you know, in terms of your ability to express and communicate. So uh, as you think back through your, your career, your artistic career, sort of what came first? I mean, did these, these themes power your artistic journey or... Were you an artist and then you found this voice and you go, hey, I can use, you know, my talents, you know, for these themes? It, it's definitely the latter. I think I started out wanting to be a singer, wanting to be somebody on a stage, wanting to be a performer. And that's as far as I'll go with that being the beginning, because then I was immediately plagued with you don't sound how you're supposed to sound if you're a singer that looks like me um, or you are someone who gets shy in front of people. So how can you be somebody who wants to perform on a stage? And so as I made my way through a lot of that, once I got some faculty and ability around being a performer uh, and just working my chops, then I jumped into this pool of, well, what do I really want to be talking about? What do I really want to be singing about? Like if people are going to spend money and time and energy with me, what am I wanting to share with them? And it really was my own personal journey of, I felt this way and I need to say it. And it quickly became, I felt this way and other people are responding to this because they felt this way. So it turned into an opportunity, quite honestly. It's interesting, uh, as I was listening to you there, you know, the role of confidence when you're an artist, how important confidence is, because uh, to me, it, you know, when we start out, we, and, you know, every artist, every athlete, I, I think we question ourselves all the way through the process. I mean, you're never supremely confident, but there is a, a point where we start to feel more confident about our abilities, and it's a lot easier than to get the message out, right? In, in order to sing what we really want to sing about or write what we really want to write about. Tell me a little bit about how the confidence grew through your artistic career. Well, this is the funny part. <laughs> I was not very confident as a singer of other people's songs because in that, there were so many limiting beliefs in my brain around what I could do. There was already a way that was the quote unquote right way to do it. And if I didn't meet that criteria, then I wasn't, I was failing. So that's first. Uh, when I started writing my own music and I was writing it initially for myself, I got clear that 
nobody else has sung this before. I can't get it wrong on some <laughs> level. And that gave me more confidence to now be able to go back and sing other songs that I haven't written. So it was it was an interesting place because songs that had already been written by somebody else and had already be, been sung by somebody else had a way, at least in my mind, that they should sound. And if I wasn't meeting that, then I was failing the song and I was doing it wrong. I think you're right, though. I, I mean, even as a, a listener of music, and I love music, uh, I do that on covers. I do that on covers. I, I right away begin to judge, which I shouldn't, uh, you know, their interpretation <laughs> of that song. I do. I go, yeah, that one's okay, but I really like, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah. It, in an original song, uh, then I, I come to it much differently. Uh, I come to it with fresh ears and an open mind and really say, okay, you know, show me what you got here. Uh, I, you know, I'm receptive. And what I really believe is, I mean, I believe that the universe, God, however you want to label it for yourself or your listeners want to label it, gave me this voice, gave me these ideas it doesn't make sense for me to be singing things that I'm not passionate about or things that aren't genuinely like on my heart. So I feel like that has given me more confidence too. It's like, oh, well, of course I'm supposed to sound like this. And of course I'm supposed to sing these words. And of course I'm supposed to be this vulnerable. And of course I'm supposed to make people feel uncomfortable at this point because that's what I'm doing. I, I like this theme of confidence, by the way, because I think it's so important in, in this world did your confidence grow uh, as you were working on original work and you felt, ah, I, I'm really nailing this or, you know, this is really how I want it to be? Or did the confidence also come from getting feedback from outside, you know, listeners and so forth, the audience? Or is it a combination of both? Can you tell me a little bit more about that mix? Because I just think it's so important for us to really reach our potential to have some confidence in what we're doing. Definitely both for me. As you were asking the question, my mind flashed back to standing on a stage in Beijing, China for like five months at a five-star hotel singing other people's music and, you know, some of my own mixed in there. And just thinking, practice I don't, I don't want to continue it with makes perfect, but like practice gives you um, authority. I'll say it that way, or gives you um, the ability to really like sit in something. And because I had a singing contract to sing at a place and there were expectations of me and I had joy in doing it, I just kept practicing. It does just take, I mean, you've heard Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. Like I yes. really do believe if you do something over and over again and you don't have that beautiful, you know, escape door, you're gonna get better because it's just the natural cycle of a human. So I feel like it's, it's both. It, it's being able to do my own stuff and know that it's mine and I can't get it wrong. And then also just having constant practice and feedback from audience saying, you know, oh, hey, I, I'm coming back to see you. I'm enjoying what you're doing. All of that adds to the confidence. And I don't call myself a confident person even today. Well, you know, the thing is, I don't think uh, a lot of artists would, if they were totally honest with you, if you, you know, if it was like an after hours conversation, they go, you know, even, even now I, there are nights where I just really wonder, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> you know? Yes, that is so true. I've had those conversations. Uh, I, I might've had one of those with myself last night. I'm not sure, but, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> 
you know, I want to go back to that point, though, about practice makes better. Let's say it that way. Because, uh, you know, as a writer, for me in particular, I think that was so true. And I took jobs earlier in my career uh, and took opportunities that didn't bring me as much joy as I wanted. But I had my eye on, you know, the prize later on, which is at some point I'm going to be able to write about what I want. But right now I just have to be a really good writer. I just have to, I used to say, the way I used to say it is, I need to know where to put the comma. Uh, because I, I just felt like, you know, if, if you don't cover that base, if people, you know, right away go, oh, look at that typo, he doesn't know what he's doing, then they won't listen to your message at all. And when I listen to your music, especially, uh, you know, The Sovereign One, which is, again, I just really love that album. Uh, you are, not only you, but everyone in that's playing in that studio is technically excellent. I mean, the sound is absolutely beautiful. As a musician, how hard has you, have you worked just to, to be really good at that part of it? I think I've worked really hard. Uh, like I said, just standing on stages, working with teachers, uh, putting myself in positions where I w I've been like building the plane as I'm flying, just so I can have the experience. Um, and then also building my nervous system and capacity to be compassionate with myself when I feel like, oh my God, I can't believe those are the notes that came out of your mouth, or I can't believe this happened, and whatever the, the thing is for a creative. We all were extremely vulnerable and held high intention in putting this project together. It was a wonderful process. And I worked with two of my favorite songwriting collaborators, um, Isaac and Torold Corin, uh, who go by the Brothers Corin. Um, and we just went through such a deep, beautiful process together. So when the songs came out, Honestly, I felt like there was no way these songs could not be great. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. <laughs> so, okay. And greatness, greatness means sonically to me, but it also means the intention, the energy, the message behind them, the vibration of them all just, even if we were the only three people who loved it, I knew it was a success. Yeah. And that's, I love that feeling. I love that. I yeah. mean, it's almost where you get to the point, I don't even really care. I mean, inside you really do care, but <laughs> there's a part where I you don't go, care, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a part where I don't care. I know this is good. I know this is yeah. good. So let's go to the flip side of that, because I think um, failure is also important in the arc of an artist because of the lessons we learn and so forth. But... Uh, you know, and I know you've been through failure because every one of us have. Tell me a little bit about how you work through failure and what your view is about failure in terms of your artistic projects, expression, that sort of thing. Well, it's been a, it's it's really shifted, and I've been on a trajectory around that. And originally, I just grew up with the message that if you fail, it's bad. Period. Don't fail. And so that, in a lot of ways, really stopped me from trying things. And as I've continue to grow and just uh, walk, you know, walk the earth. My relationship to failure has shifted where I'm now seeing it as do what you want, put out what you need to put out. Your life depends on it and see what happens. And if quote, if you fail, you know, quote unquote fail, look at what data you got. I remember one of my mentors said to me, I was going to run a project 
And then I decided not to because not enough people signed up for it. And he said, oh, my God, Monique, I would have run that that project with just two people, the two people who signed up to see how it went just to get information, to collect data. And that really shifted something for me. So now when I create, um, I do have more confidence in myself. Uh, but now when I create, I am really about putting out there. Like that last song on the album, Valentine, that is the most vulnerable singing that I've like recorded in, to me, I feel like forever, ever rather. And it's, you know, it does something to my body every time I hear it. Not me, Monique the singer, but just me, Monique the listener. So I know it has like a gut-wrenching impact. And to me, that is success. Maybe vocally I'm not sounding like as great as I want to sound, but I feel like I really went for it. And that to me, it could be looked at as a failure in terms of perhaps singing, but to me, it's actually a huge success because I went beyond my comfort zone around being vulnerable with that microphone. And in that case, it wasn't a failure, though. That, that, exactly. That track really turned out beautifully. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, That's. I think that's interesting. You know, I was thinking while you were talking, I hadn't planned on asking you this question, but now that's come to mind, I, I have to. Uh, I saw an interview with Samuel L. Jackson, and they, and they asked him, well, you know, do you watch your own movies? And he goes, yeah, I watch them all the time, which, <laughs> which he goes, I love them, it, which surprised me a little bit because I had heard, uh, you know, other artists, especially actors say, you know, I can't stand to watch, you know, myself on screen or I can't stand to listen to my work. How do you feel about uh, listening, you know, to your own work? And for instance, let's take, you know, the latest album and other things. Do you enjoy it or, or can you not set aside being critical of the little things you would do differently? I think it's both. I mean, there are things that I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. I love it. And then there are moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, I wish like there's one song on this album where Every single time I hear uh, Invisible, the song Invisible, um, I always hear the harmony that I did not put on, on in the recording. Oh, and I always yeah. sing that harmony. So that's a small <laughs> example. But I, I mean, I, I, it's both. You know, we don't live in an either or world, which I used to think we do. We live in a both and. So it's, it's you know, it's both. It's both. I thoroughly enjoy it. And there are moments where I'm like, oh, that could have been different. So, but you do listen to it. And, and I think that's, that's the interesting part also, because uh, you know, some people go, no, it's done. I can't do anything about it. I don't want to worry about it. So I'm not even going to listen to it. But you, you do fire up that album. Yeah, I'm not listening to worry about it. I'm listening because I actually enjoy it. <laughs> I'm listening because my kids know the music back and forth and we like to sing it together. So like, I, I just enjoy that. And that's a wonderful way for me to connect with my kids too and for them to see their mom out in the world doing something. So it's all, it's all good. It's all serving that greater good for me. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your view of success because this is uh, another question I just love asking artists. And I have gotten a variety of answers uh, over the months on this. But uh, how do you view uh, success you know, in terms of your, your career, your artistic expression? Um, I'm not, not so much personal at the moment, you know, more sure. with your art. 
Sure. With my career, I often don't look at myself as very successful because I have that horrible problem that probably others have where they look at others and compare themselves. So uh, I've held visions and created ideal scenes for what my career is and would be. And sometimes it, it just isn't that it doesn't measure up. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not sitting with a ton of cash in my hand uh, from my creative endeavors. I'm not songwriting with John Legend. That used to be one of the dreams of mine. Like I'm not songwriting with other like prolific, great songwriters of our time. And that has been a dream that has not yet, let me just say not yet come to fruition. But then when I take it from a different stance, I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to impact people. I've had people, I just performed where I am right now uh, for a group of like 300 people, which was really fun. And people came up to me afterwards and shared their heartfelt personal stories saying, please, you've changed me with this music. Please keep doing it. So when I'm able to actually have a healthy um, vision of what success looks like for me, and that comes and goes because I just feel like I'm a human being. I feel like I'm doing good work. And then other times I feel like, what do I think I am doing? Why am I even trying to do this? What is your, what are you trying to do, girlfriend? It's, it's interesting to me because, for instance, uh, you know, for a lot of people, if they see that you have an album on iTunes and then it sounds as well as it does and that, you know, you're out there, you know, touring, they go, well, she's successful from the outside. And, yeah. uh, but when you're inside the art, re regardless of if it's music or theater or whatever your expression happens to be, uh, we know that, that some of that recognition out there does not always equate into dollars because there is so much good stuff going on right now. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a global competition and probably maybe competition isn't the right word, but uh, it, it's global. I mean, there are, if you think about how many people there are in the world, which you alluded to earlier, a lot of them are artists and a lot of them are trying to do the same thing that we're doing. And so I think, right. <laughs> I think it's an interesting uh, place that you have to put yourself in order to keep that confidence going, even though you're not getting that big financial reward that quite honestly, you would deserve if uh, one or two other things, you know, happened. Yeah. So I think as I've continued to, you know, walk this path, uh, I've been more committed to it for the purposes of expression and connection and um, fulfilling something that's just sitting in my heart versus recognition, uh, money, because I have this sneaking suspicion and uh, I'd love to be the one that talks to you later and says, yep, see, it was right. <laughs> but I have this and I, I have the sneaking suspicion that if that's where I put my attention and my effort and my energy, even if I don't make a ton of money from what I'm doing, I will have been really satisfied with my work. And even if I do make a ton of money from what I'm doing, it will have just been that much sweeter. So I can't really lose. Exactly. And, you know, my thing uh, that kind of runs parallel to that is that I just want to be ready if an opportunity comes along. I The one thing that would drive me crazy is 
if an opportunity came along and, and I hadn't done enough practice and I hadn't, you know, uh, banked enough, uh, you know, work and if I hadn't evolved enough as an artist where I couldn't take advantage of it, that is what would drive me crazy. So my whole idea is just to keep banking, 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 keep doing, 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 get as good as I can. And if an opportunity comes, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, it wasn't meant to be. Mm, I like that. I'm actually going to, uh, I'm just reflecting back on my own, like, preparation and i'm like oh i could be preparing more okay thanks derek <laughs> no that was really helpful <laughs> thank you for that yeah we'll see that. if it works like uh, you know maybe uh you know we'll be uh you know sitting at a at a in a coffee shop 10 years from now going remember when we had that conversation and we both thought wow i don't know if it's going to happen and then it did <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to have that conversation Let's me put too on the books <laughs> me I'm happy too. yeah uh i have one more question for you and yeah. uh, this is, in my view, and the reason why you know, we're talking right now is that you have been quite successful as an artist, and uh, I really respect your work. And you have evolved to, to quite a, a point. What advice do you have for that person that is a very young artist at the beginning stages of their career, uh, rather be in music or writing or whatever, things that you wish you knew then that you've learned now through the, your years of pursuit? Yeah. Okay. A couple of things come to mind. Uh, what you are experiencing on the, well, let me say it this way. What it looks like people are doing on the outside isn't necessarily what's happening for them on the inside. Um, and so when we compare, we often sometimes compare ourselves to their outside. We compare our insides, how we're feeling to their outside. And that to me is a losing game always. So just take that off the table. I would also um, offer, do something that you genuinely love. Like do not go into a creative profession because you think, oh, I'll be rich or, oh, I'll be glorified like find that glory that you need within yourself first that, that's a piece i would give and then i love your 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 way of being do the work just do the work so that when opportunities show up you are as prepared as you possibly can be in that moment that to me is beautiful i'm taking that one on and i feel like i've been doing it but just you just helped me realize where places I haven't. Like I said, you know, I, I plan on having that coffee with you 10 years from now and us saying that did work, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why well, we got to wait 10 years, Derek? I know, I know, I know. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, I have this, this view on manifesting. And uh, obviously success is part of that, you know, and success for me is just not having to worry about paying the bills in all honesty and, a lot, and still being an artist. But I, I view manifesting as this tube and that uh, I keep putting things into the tube. And as long as I keep putting things into the back of the tube, you know, that would lead to my success at some point, uh, it's going to come out the other end. And that would be success. The trick is the trick is you don't know how long the tube is. The universe doesn't right. tell you that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't tell you how many things you have to put in there. Just keep showing up and putting stuff in. I guess Exa that's what it is. Yeah, that is exactly. 
Well, I the last thing that I want to say is uh, tell people uh, about uh, where they can find your music and where they can find the stuff that you're doing right now, because I think they really need to listen to what you're doing. Great. Thanks. Yes. So the best way to find the music is moniquedebosemusic.com uh, or on Instagram, Monique Debose Artist. And uh, for the one woman show, there's a website, Mulatto Math, M-U-L-A-T-T-O-M-A-T-H, mulattomath.com, and then also Mulatto Math Play on Instagram. Yes, and I noticed that on your uh, site, on the music site, then you have, yeah, you can get it here at Spotify, you can get it here at Apple Music, you have all the... the yeah, the there's total, yeah, there's an easy way to get the music just from moniquedebosemusic.com, Yeah. Fantastic. Or you can go on iTunes. I mean, and just get the album there. That, that's what I did. <laughs> and it's five ninety nine, which is a steal for that music. I have to tell you. I'm going to agree with you. I'm just going to have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> they price the way they price, and thank you. Well, I tell you, I saw it. And I go, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to get people to listen. That's right. A big thanks to Monique for joining us this week. You can learn more about her by visiting www.moniquedebosemusic.com and hats off to our talent producer, Kelly Richards, for making the connection. I'll be back next time with another artist and the thoughts behind their creations. Until then, this is Derek Story, the nimble photographer, wishing you great success in all your endeavors. This podcast is made possible by select members of Patreon. You can learn more and pledge your support for the digital story and the nimble photographer by visiting www.patreon.com slash the digital story. That's www.patreon.com slash the digital story.